This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. The inspiration for this podcast doesn't come from my blog (laughs) this time, or even the columns I write every other week for the Mail Tribune's food section, also called The Whole Dish. It came courtesy of a story by Oregon Outdoors writer Mark Freeman, who's heralding this year as the year of the albacore, meaning tuna, of course. Mark, as most readers are very well aware, is a longtime Male Tribune writer about all things outdoors, but he's a passionate fisherman and no doubt really, really enjoyed seeing something of a historical event happening in Oregon's fishery this year in which more than 100,000 tuna were landed, doubling the previous record and dominating like never before, as he put it in his story in Friday, September 27th's paper under the headline, Year of the Albacore. Of course, this catches my eye because the vast majority of these fish, about 40%, are landed outside of Charleston near Coos Bay and North Bend, where I grew up on Oregon's south coast. It's a great place to go and purchase fresh albacore right off the docks from fishermen, which my family has done plenty over the years. If you're looking for large quantity, it's readily available in fish markets, of which Chuck Seafood in Charleston is my family's preferred fish market for years and years. Chuck's also cans tuna, and it's the tuna that I very frequently refer to in my columns, blogs, and podcasts that is high quality, sustainably fished, locally caught albacore tuna. And my preferred variation on this is canned in olive oil, which they've started doing over the past few years. I was skeptical about this at first because I'd always had tuna canned in water as a kid growing up. But the olive oil creates a barrier between the fish and the interior of the can. So I find it minimizes any metallic flavor. And so I've started making that our go-to when we purchase albacore. It's also a great little nutritional boost for cats and dogs who pour it on their food. When my two cats were still alive, they loved that. If you have fresh tuna on hand and you've eaten your fill of it in whatever preparation you prefer, a similar product to this high-quality canned tuna, only so much better, is called conserved tuna. And it's basically like making a confit. If you've ever made a confit of any kind of meat, of course, duck legs are very, very popular and very common in culinary circles. I've done confit of rabbit in the past, but it's basically preserving meat in fat. Traditionally, it was its own fat, but a lot of recipes have gone to using oil and things. And in fact, I confit a rabbit in grapeseed oil. This is a similar concept with tuna conserved in olive oil. And it is just 
utterly delicious, so moist, so mild flavored. And while it certainly is not shelf stable to the degree that canned tuna is, it will definitely keep in the oil, under the level of the oil, in the refrigerator for more than a week, giving you plenty of time to eat it at your leisure. Fresh fish, truly fresh fish, certainly is not going to keep that long. You would have to freeze it, preferably vacuum sealed, put it in the freezer for when you wanted to eat it if you had it on hand for more than a couple of days. So I love this technique and it's just so versatile. You can use it as a salad, salad niçoise with green beans and potatoes, tomatoes and cucumbers. It's just decadent, more so than canned tuna. It can just be eaten right out of the jar. <laughs> Maybe put on a little piece of garlic toast, which I like to do. Tossed in some pasta. Back when I very first made conserved tuna in September 2009, I did a blog under the headline, Conserved Tuna Beats Canned for Flavor and Texture. I mentioned how I just tossed mine with some cherry tomatoes and pesto in a quick pasta dish. It was just absolutely delicious. And this is so easy. It's so much easier than almost any other form of food preservation, conserved tuna. So I'm going to give the recipe right now, which is originally from the Los Angeles Times. You can go back and find this recipe on my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And the easiest way to find this is select from the drop down menu under the archives heading on the right hand side of the page and select 2009, September 2009. You have to scroll down quite a ways because there's a decade or so of, of entries here, page down most of the way to the 10th because they're posted in reverse order to find the blog titled Conserved Tuna Beets Can for Flavor and Texture. So here's how to make conserved tuna. You need one pound fresh tuna. And in this case, we're talking about albacore. You could source another species of tuna, but albacore, of course, is in abundant supply, as Mark Freeman's story indicated, in your fresh, local, and most affordable option. Tuna is very, very reasonably priced. I find it typically fresh, um, in-season, in fish markets for somewhere in the neighborhood of five-ish dollars a pound, under six, and I have to believe that it's, it's going to be very affordable this season as well. You also need a teaspoon salt, a half teaspoon crushed red pepper flakes. I did mention in my blog when I first tested this recipe that I used my own garden fresh jalapenos because of course in September there are plenty of those available. I erred on the side of less spicy, using about half a fresh jalapeno for a half pound of fish. So using the full pound for this recipe, maybe one jalapeno might be okay if you have a palate for spice. Otherwise, you might want to use less. And of course, crushed red pepper flakes can be very spicy, particularly if, if they are fairly fresh. You also need two tablespoons peeled and sliced garlic, freshly ground black pepper, a bay leaf, and a piece of lemon peel that's about three quarter inch by two inches. 
The medium for cooking this fish is the olive oil, as we mentioned. It's going to take about one cup, perhaps a little more, depending on your pan's dimensions and how much it rises to cover the tuna. Start by trimming and discarding any skin bones, or dark blood spots from the tuna. That's one pound. Cut it into large cubes, at least one inch square, one inch to, to two inches, and place in a one-quart saucepan. Add the teaspoon salt, the half teaspoon crushed red pepper flakes, or alternatively, maybe half of a fresh jalapeno slice, the two tablespoons sliced garlic, and a pinch of black pepper. Stir that gently to distribute the seasonings. Arrange the cubes of tuna snugly in the pan so you don't need to use so much additional oil. Add the bay leaf and the piece of lemon peel and pour over enough of the one cup oil to barely cover the fish. You may need a little bit more, as I mentioned, to top this off. Place the saucepan over very low heat and cook until the tuna just begins to flake. This will take about 15 minutes. The oil may get hot enough that a few bubbles start to rise up from the bottom, but you don't want it simmering. You shouldn't see bubbles ringing the oil around the edges of the saucepan. The temperature shouldn't exceed 160 degrees Fahrenheit. And of course, this can be confirmed with an instant read thermometer, indispensable for cooking particularly meat in the home kitchen. Cool the tuna to warm room temperature in the oil. Just take the pan off the heat and let it sit there on the stove till it's warm room temperature. So some, somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 80 some degrees. Again, you could test this with the thermometer before transferring to a container for storage in the refrigerator. I like to use glass for this. I think that it's just a, a better medium for storing things in oil in particular. You don't get the transfer of flavor that, as you would to plastic. And of course, most people are moving toward storing things in, in glass these days. A canning jar works great. I just keep canning jars on hand and use lids. You can find reusable lids, plastic lids for just good old ball and cur canning jars at the grocery store. That would be my preferred method for storing this. And the tuna will keep tightly sealed and refrigerated for at least a week, but you want to eat it up within about 10 days. You can warm it to room temperature before using. The easiest way to do that is just spoon out from the jar what you want to eat because the oil will most likely have coagulated around it. Spoon it into a bowl or, or onto another serving vessel and just let it come up to temperature naturally. You don't want to really reheat this. The oil will um, liquefy again and the oil itself is delicious infused with all that flavor from the fish. This makes about two cups of flaked tuna from a pound of fresh albacore. Of course, this recipe could be increased in quantity. It might get a little tricky with the measurement of the oil, but it's a great way to use a bit of leftover fish. Maybe you just have not been able to, to find the motivation to eat after you've had your fill, if you've capitalized on this historic Oregon tuna season. I also mentioned it's just great as like a quick 
no-cook taco filling. Absolutely delicious. That's conserved tuna, originally from the Los Angeles Times and posted to my blog, The Whole Dish, on September 10th, 2009, under the headline, Conserved Tuna Beats Can for Flavor and Texture. And you can find that at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. Read all my current posts at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.